This is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Subscribe, rate, and review. Amazon, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out. We're also on Instagram at That Guy Jig. Now we're talking NFL. We're talking NFL. We got 49ers and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. We got a rematch of the 2020 Super Bowl. But before we hop into that pot, before we jump into that pool and go balls deep, before we start snorkeling in the pool, there's other things at this amusement park that has happened. We got new new faces and new places. We got a new, we we got eight new coaches in the NFL. We got Dave, and if I butcher the name, I'm sorry. But we got Dave Canellas. He's now the head coach of the Panthers. Antonio Pierce is now the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Brian Callahan is now the head coach of the Titans. Dan Quinn has stayed in division, head coach of the Commanders. Raheem Morris is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Jared Mayo, former player, is now the head coach of the New England Patriots. Jim Harbaugh, head coach of the Chargers now, former team that he played for yet again, yet again. And then Mike McDonald, probably the most, probably the hottest name in, in in the whole carousel, is now the head coach of the, of, the, of the Seattle Seahawks. And now what you see is you see a lot of defensive-minded coaches. Uh, there's a lot of defense being played in the NFL. That's what they. That's what the mindset is of some of these teams. So I I personally like the hires. I've been hearing a lot about people talking. Oh, the greatest coach didn't get a job. I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, Bill, Bill Buttery Bill Belichick will get a job next season as the same as Sean Payton. He will get on a talk show host, I mean, uh, on one of these NFL shows. He will, he will let people see his personality. He will reinvent his personality, kind of. He will show people his 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 football genius. He'll be able to catch up with the game as far as how it's changing culturally, how the game, how the athlete has changed mentally. He'll be able to step away from it because sometimes you get a better view of something when you step back. So he'll James Harden step back and he'll look at this. And he'll figure it out. And next year, he will have his pick of at least three contenders that will want his services as head coach. Because I'm here to tell you, the Buffalo Bills, the Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, those are just three contenders that I can think of right now. The Saints. These are teams that, are, that will probably move on from their head coach if they do not make the run that the ownership or the GM sees Fit. I don't think it's as much as him being a GM is the problem as people think. I think it's kind of of GMs want to know, owners want to know, are you in touch with the times? Because so far in Bill Belichick's career, he's been a closed door. He's been a closed book. This isn't 1950, 1960s where you know you're just coaching and boom. That's why Dan Campbell has such a great rapport with his players. That's why the world loves Dan Campbell. That's why everyone was a Lions fan. Because of how he is with his players. How, how, how he shows you emotion. The guy, the guy walks around like he could literally break cinder blocks with his elbows. But yet he's emotional. He gives you emotion. 
And that's why people love Dan Campbell. And that's why the world was, was rooting for the Lions. And since we're talking about the Lions, Dan, kick a fucking field goal. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? And this isn't all on Dan Campbell, folks. Sidebar, quick sidebar. This isn't all on Dan Campbell. Ben Johnson, listen, it's a good thing he is coming back. Because he shit the bed too. As an offense, your job is to score points. If it's three, if it's seven, if it's eight, if it's six, your job is to score points. When you do not score points, you do not do your job. And that is what happened in the second half. You can't tell me any different. That whole organization thought it was over. And they shit the bed. They shit the bed. You score 31 points in the first half. You know, you score, no, sorry, 24 points in the first half. And then you score seven points in the fourth quarter. This is a problem. We can blame Dan all we want. But at the end of the day, the play calling in the second half was different. It was different. So I'm glad to see them all bringing it back, running it back. Because like Dan said, there's no guarantee you can get back. It's going to be harder because teams are going to get better. Everyone in that division will be better. Dan Campbell is 100% right. And once again, why, why I love him, he's keeping it real. There's no guarantee they get back. The Packers will be better. Hopefully the Lions can retain and be better. The Vikings will be better. The Chicago Bears are looking to make a splash here, folks. Will they be better? That is to be determined, but that division should be better. And that's what and that's what it's about. Growth. Growth. So now you see some of the some of the so these new places with new faces. So all these coaches should be getting their their their, team, their, their feet wet, bringing in their assistants, bringing in their staff, and here we go. But once again, I want to stop before we get to the Super Bowl. I want to talk about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Because I was a Lamar Jackson fan in the Ravens. But I also told you that receiving core was going to shit the bed, and they did. Zay Flowers, yes, he had a good game on paper. When you look at what Zay Flowers did, when you look at, I mean, hell, when you even look at what Lamar did, 20 for 30 for 272, that's a, that's a decent day at the office. One touchdown, that's a de- decent day at the office. No turnovers. No interceptions. I think he might have had a fumble. But at any rate, that's no, that's no, that's no light day. All right, what he did was very admirable, very admirable. So my thing is, what happened? How were the Chiefs able to do it? I, Steve Spagnuolo, that defensive coordinator, I knew he had some tricks up his sleeves. I knew he had some tricks up his sleeves. Three turnovers by Baltimore overall. Three turnovers by Baltimore overall. Two fumbles and an interception. I don't know what the hell I was talking about. I apologize. But what I'm telling you is, 
There is a there is a direct correlation with Lamar Jackson in, in a simple stat. A simple stat. And this is the stat that was used against him to critique him. And I don't know if Lamar thinks about this, you know, mentally before the game and it, and, 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 and it affects his ability. But when Lamar runs, when he uses his legs, the Ravens are successful. When he doesn't, they are not. There's a reason for that, and that's because the Ravens receivers have never been that good. He has to use his legs. His legs are another receiver. They're another option. Because he's not going to get the production that he needs to drop back 37 fucking times. 37 times is wild. For Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, cool. Josh Allen, cool. Tua, all right. Dak, all right. These are guys that these are guys that have the facilities to really throw the ball around. The Ravens do not. Besides a couple busted coverages, I don't know. You take away those three turnovers, though. I do know something. Hey, that that's a big deal. Three turnovers is a big deal. But the stat that I'm talking about, like I said, is rushing. And two, Listen, when they played the Texans, Lamar Jackson had 152 yards passing and 100 yards rushing. He accounted for four to- total touchdowns. They won that game. In 2020, they played the Titans. Lamar Jackson had 100 yards passing and 100 yards rushing. They won that game. The only time they've lost with him going 100 and 100 is in 2019. Versus the Titans, when he went for three, when he threw for three sixty-five and ran for another one forty. But other than that, they they win that game. He also had turnovers. Turnovers are, have always been a problem for for Lamar. Six and six, six throwing touchdowns and six interceptions. That is a problem. You cannot win with that, especially in the postseason. That's why he has to use his legs more. He has to run more. At the end of the day, if no one's there, you have to run. I understand that they were they were blitzing every gap, manning up, and that's and that's disrespectful. Once again, as a wide receiver, you you don't let someone say, I'm going to go man to man, bring the house with no safety help. That is fucking ridiculous. As a wide receiver, as a wide receiver. You're going to let a guy line up across from you and say, my daddy is better than your daddy. So I'm going to, I'm going to lock you up. This isn't going to be a problem. I don't need help. Go do something else. I don't need help for this guy. This is easy work. This is barbecue chicken. Can someone bring me some napkins? It's getting messy. And Lionel don't see no better way. So I don't under... Listen, this offseason, I want to see the Ravens bring in some receivers. I want to see them bring in a bona fide number one, a Mike Evans. I want to see them truly go all in on Lamar. I want to see them put a legit number one wide receiver around Lamar Jackson. Not, not, not an old Odell Beckham. Not Nelson Aguilar. Not a wasted first round draft pick in Rashad Bateman. Not a return specialist in Devin Duvernay. Tylen Wallace. 
Zay Jones, I mean Zay Flowers is a great wide receiver. He is a number two. He's a number two wide receiver, just like Hollywood Brown. Now they may be high, now they may be number one in their offenses right now, but in a perfect situation, they are a number two wide receiver. If Zay if Zay Flowers is your number two, if Zay Flowers is actually working in the slot where he belongs, wow. If you have a receiver that's a, a nice abled body that can get off a press, that can that they can stretch the top of the defense vertically. Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley. These are receivers that they could bring in immediately and then move Zay Flowers to the slot and let him go ham with Mark Andrews running the intermediate routes. Who's stopping that? Who then has the balls to go zero coverage, bring the house, make Lamar, get get the ball out quick. If he can't, we have every gap, every assignment filled, causing a, a, a smothering act, keeping him in the pocket where he is the least effective. I'll say that again, where he is the least effective. I didn't say he was not effective. I said he's the least effective. Out of all his, out of all his arsenal, if you're going to beat Lamar Jackson, keeping him in the pocket is how you do it. And Steve Spagnuolo just gave you a fucking master class. And where did he get it from? Flores. Down in Miami. Brian Flores. That's where he got it from. Copycat League. You just got to have the test. And then after that, all you got to do is watch the film and find the answers. The Baltimore Ravens have got to bring in a number one receiver. And Lamar Jackson has got to put the pride aside. And at the end of the day, to win a Super Bowl, you have to be able to do what you do best. And my friend Lamar, that is run the football. That is one of your best abilities, my friend. That's not your greatest ability, but that's one of your best abilities. Look at Pat. Pat does it all the time. How many times have we seen Pat Mahomes scramble and run and get 15, 20 yards, you know? Pat Mahomes low-key has a very, very, very strong rushing resume. Patrick Mahomes runs a lot more than what people want to believe. Because he knows what he has to do to get to the chip. Sometimes, sometimes you can't just... You can't just sit back and throw it. You just can't sit back and throw it. Over his last four seasons, Patrick Mahomes averages over 400 yards rushing per season. I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. It is. And Lamar Jackson has more than that. Double than that. But in the postseason, he doesn't use it. It's like he puts his legs up in the closet. No, bud. Let's get those out. Let's bring these legs out. Please. They cannot stop it. The proof is in the pudding, Lamar. You're 2-1 and one when you rush for over 100 yards. You are over when you don't. The proof is in the pudding. You have to do what works in the playoffs. It's not about the, it's not about the analytics. The analytics is what got the fucking Detroit Lions beat. It ain't about the analytics. It's about simple, 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 keeping it simple. Whatever works, works. We are going to do what works. If it don't work, we're not going to do it in the playoffs. We had 17 weeks to try it out. 
For 17 weeks, Lamar, you won MVP. For 17 weeks, you used those legs. In the playoffs in the NFL, when you get the bye week, you got division, conference, Super Bowl. They played two games. They had one more game. You got to use those legs, bud. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I don't care if you have to run the ball for 160 yards. If Listen, if Lamar was able to run the ball versus the Chiefs a little bit more and not... The turnovers did it too. The turnovers did it too. But if he was just able to run the ball, if he would have did that more, the Chiefs would have been on their heels a lot more. Their offense wouldn't have been on the field as much, and they would have been able to make plays. Remember, the Ravens have the best secret weapon in the NFL. His name is Justin Tucker. He's the greatest kicker to ever walk this little green thing we call the earth. So he only has to get so far from the field goal post before he's knocking it in, before he's knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. But at any rate, moving on from the Ravens, let's talk about this Super Bowl. We got Brock Purdy, the game changer. We got the game changer of the decade. The 49ers are finally healthy. They they weren't healthy the last time. The last time, last year, I'm talking about last year, they weren't healthy. And here we go. Here we go. 49ers versus the Chiefs. They got Christian McCaffrey now. Things are different. People are moving a little bit different. This is going to be a good game. But this is this game is all hinged on the 49ers defense. I'm going to tell you why. If the 49ers defense play like they played, we're talking about playing different in the regular season versus in, 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 in the postseason. If the 49ers defense played like they did in the regular season, right now, they are ranked ninth out of 14. There's 14 teams that make the playoffs, including the wild card. They're ranked ninth. They've played less games than most of the, than a lot of the playoff teams. They're giving up on average 386 yards on average. They're giving up 386 yards on average. This is not the team you want to be giving up those yards to. They've been mediocre against the run. The Chiefs will establish a run game. That's one thing that's keep that's one reason why the Chiefs have been able to be so good without a air quotation number one receiver. Because they have a they have a run game. The Kansas City Chiefs have a very good offensive line. Now I know that it's very penalized, but it's very good. It's very good. They're able to do what they want on a regular basis. And that's been a lot of their success. The 49ers have a defensive line that can cause stress for them. The 49ers have a defense that can cause stress. Their front seven can cause stress. That secondary should be okay. Should be. But they're not going against a normal quarterback. They're going against probably going to be, could be, he's on pace to be the greatest quarterback of all time. This is his fourth Super Bowl appearance on the other side. He's been here four different times. So it's going to be, I don't know, hard. It's going to be very erect. This is going to be an erect job to beat Patrick Mahomes. This Chiefs offense is a well-oiled machine. They know what they want to do. 
It doesn't matter what you do defensively. They know what they want to do. And what they want to do is show 15 their numbers or give 15 a window. Because 15 is going to put the ball where it needs to be. It ain't going to go anywhere but where it's supposed to go. The guy has ice in his veins. He throws ropes. If Kelsey can get lost in the sauce again, and like and like they did versus the Ravens, look for them to try to match up, match him up. If Kadarius Tony, which I do predict that he will be active this game, you don't need him versus the Ravens. Versus the Ravens, it's more of a matchups game. You're not trying to match up for them, you know, man for man, as much as I'm trying to find the mismatch on them. As much as I want to get Kelsey matched up with corners. As much as I want to put two tight ends out there and run a bunch of screens to Rasheed Rice because Rasheed Rice is a bigger receiver, and once he gets his momentum, he turns into a running back. Now you have Travis Kelsey. You have, you have, uh, have Humphreys. You have all these guys pulling. These, these linemen are pulling out, out to the outside on, on, these, on these open air boys. It's going to be very interesting. With the 49ers, you're going to need a little bit more finesse. You're going to need a little bit more speed. So I predict I, I predict Kadarius Tony plays. I know I know there was a big old spill about he wasn't hurt and they were just blah blah blah. This is a, this is a matchup game. This is chess, not checkers. Like I said, we go with what works, not what we think will work. This is the playoffs. This is this this is the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is the Super Bowl, folks. This is this is it. This is why you risk your life. This is why you risk CTE. This is this is why. This is why they do what they do. This is why they didn't go out and party in high school. This is why they were at, you know, training year round for this moment, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. The this is it. So we don't go with what we think is going to work. We go with what will work. And I I I just see I see success coming from this 49ers defense. I think they wake up. I think they wake up and kind of smother them a little bit. I think the biggest difference for the 49ers from this time and last time is Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is Tommy Egan. If you haven't seen Power, I suggest you watch it. But Tommy Egan is that guy. When Tommy Egan walks in, people don't, hey, let's get serious. We don't know how this is going to go. This can go left, it can go right, but it's going to go away. It just, it just depends on him. And that's who Christian McCaffrey is. Because I'm going to tell you something. If the, if the Chiefs try that similar thing that they tried with the Ravens, they will get eight alive because you can't do that to Debo. You can't do that to Brandon Ayuk. Those guys will get off. I wish you would. George Kittle will get off. Debo Samuels would smile, oh my goodness, from ear to ear. If you go man-free, bring the house, no safety help, because you think Brock Purdy can't do it. He's proven that he can and will. I think this 49ers team is going to do it. I think the defense is going to wake up. But guess what? I got a whole week to change my mind. I got a whole week. And this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Subscribe, rate, and review, and I'm not through. I I just, there's so much to unravel with this game. Because the matchup, I mean, the 49ers really have the superior talent as far as athletes. Offensive line. Look at, I mean, they they have they have him. They got Trent Williams. Big Trent. 
that's probably one of the greatest offensive tackles, offensive linemen we've seen in the past 10 years, man. Athletically, the way he moves, the way he pulls. I mean, the guy is putting people on their backsides in front of their, in front of their families. The guy's hungry. So I, I just, I, I see a lot of success from the 49ers. But the Chiefs are the Chiefs, as we clearly see. As we clearly have seen. You bet against Pat Mahomes, you get your back broken. And so far, he's baking, I mean, he's over here breaking backs. Chiropractors need to be called. Backs need to be worked out. Feet need to be to backs because backs are broken. So will he do it again, though? Because I don't, I just, I just don't see the 49ers offense doing what the Ravens offense did. The Ravens offense really did relay a stinker. And they got to think about that for a long time before they get to strap it on and play football again. And I hope that really just marinates. I hope it marinates on them like a nice brine because that is what you need. With a good, with a good brine, you need time to think about what the hell you just did and how you just shit the bed at a home game in the playoffs. And now watch Brock Purdy go out there and get this chip. The guy who gets the most shit talked out, talked about him, about being a game changer, about being a game manager, about not being this, about not being that. He's about to get a Super Bowl because his defense is not going to let him down. And his he has superior talent around him. You give Lamar Jackson the the 49er skill positions. And you see the and, and you see what I'm talking about. But this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. We're out of here. This is 3 of 3. I'll see you next week. This is 3 of 3. I'll see you next week. And this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Peace.